the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast was recorded in front of a live audience. Today's podcast was reproduced as audio so that you could sit down, listen, take notes and implement some fantastic tools from Guy Williams at Precore to implement into your business to create bigger and better business that results in bigger profit. China, you know, have you learned any of our local language? So I've learned a little Australian today. <laughs> That's about all I know. So uh, I appreciate you having me here, and especially thank you to Mel and the team for including me in the agenda. It's been, I was sharing, I've, I've learned a lot today. Um, it's been a pleasure to hear all the challenges that you're facing in Australia, and I'll tell you, they're the same as all the challenges around the world. Uh, everybody always thinks, well, my market, my situation. Yes, there's cultural differences and there's uniquenesses, but the challenges that we face and the opportunities that we have in the industry around the world are, are facing all of us. So I hope I can share a couple of ideas with you today. Um, my title is kind of a big fancy title given to me by HR. Um, I've been a sales director at Precor for ten, the last 10 years. Um, at the time, I was running our commercial and consumer division over the Americas, about a $200 million segment, and a little thing called the global financial crisis came along, and we went from uh, a $200 million business to down uh, just above $100 million in the course of 18 months. So we had to reinvent ourselves, and our president at the time decided that one of the future directions of the company was to invest in new technology. And at the time, the iPhone had been out, but we actually launched our first touchscreen before the iPad was released. So in the last 10 years, think about how much smartphone technology has changed the way we live our lives. Anybody in here have children, grandchildren, nieces or nephews in the two to three range? Yeah? You ever seen them walk up to a television and try to swipe it? <laughs> right? It happens all the time now, right? This is the expectation in the world. Every screen should be a touch screen. And that's the new reality that we have. So in my role, I basically do three things. I come out and I speak about technology, and I work with our potential customers to figure out how are the best ways to help implement it, what are the infrastructure requirements, what are the staffing requirements, the processes and the procedures to implement it. I work then with you and your staffs to figure out what are the things that you need in the future? What ideas do you have? How can we work together to better develop products? And I go back and I work with our software engineering teams and our product development teams to deliver new solutions. So much of what we do today has been a result of the influencers of the people in this room. Some of you I've known for years. And you've contributed to the success that we're all having together with technology. So what I'm going to share with you in the next few minutes that I have with you is just a few thoughts about some trends that you can think about in technology, and then I've honed in on three quick areas that I think there might be some small wins for you in the short term. So these trends and these uh, situations with technology present you with opportunity, right? People say challenges, I prefer to say opportunity. And then what's required with that is those do have challenges to implement that will have impacts on your business. Training staff, educating your members, physical challenges with infrastructure or otherwise. There's also then capabilities that you're gonna create, but it is up to you to derive value out of them. I often talk about our technology solutions as a toolbox. It's got a hammer, it's got a screwdriver, it's got a power saw, 
it's got a drill, it's got a laser level, okay? We're gonna hand you a bunch of tools. It's up to you to, to, to use those to go build something. We're gonna teach you, we're gonna work with your staff, we're gonna try to help program, but at the end of the day, you need champions. I heard that mentioned a couple of times today. Have someone on your staff help you champion whatever you're gonna do. So what are some of the, the, the global trends that are happening that are driving technology? Globalization is one of the biggest, right? I mean, here I am sitting here with you in Australia, and uh, a few days ago, 20 hours on a flight, and I'm here, right? Uh, crowdsourcing, that's the beauty of this social media. We now all have the opportunity to learn from one another, no matter where we are in the world. And that collective intelligence is speeding the learning globally. Apps are expected for everything. How many of you have a, a branded app for your facility? Okay. I would say within the next five years, all of you will. At some level. Okay. Your members, the people interacting with you, expect to be able to interact with you via those mobile devices. It's a self-service culture, right? I travel 250 days a year. I don't have time to go to a check-in desk, whether it be at an airport or a hotel or a car rental. I do everything with my mobile app. I even have a digital key for Hilton that I can open the door to my hotel room. I completely bypass the front desk. Now, if I choose to speak to someone, great. I want that human interaction, that help that I'm looking for. But the, there are other industries that are doing exactly what was uh, spoken about a little while ago in that the eyeballs and the horsepower of your staff should be used for engagement. Use technology to replace some of the mundane tasks that a human being doesn't have to do. And then, as we talked about many times today, instant social curation, right? Matchmaking, putting people together. Are you using your social media platforms to build groups of different segments, right? We were talking earlier about in your boxing gym, how you've got these communities of, of different um, uh, mental health issues and physical types and young children and old people with dementia, and how he's able to build these social networks within his boxing gym. You need to be able to foster that on social media, right? So that more people know, that's a place I can go and feel safe and feel included. And then dynamic storytelling. You heard it time and time again. Video is everything, right? I heard a couple people maybe mention videos of two to three minutes. Now, 15, 10, 30 seconds. People are consuming video and media at a faster and faster rate than ever before. And the internet of things is connecting everything, okay? Within the next 10 years, almost everything in your life is going to be connected to the internet. I'll give you a little example. I'm fortunate enough that my wife and I, we own a couple of homes. One in Arizona, and we live in Florida. We had to move to Florida because her mother, who is turning 95 next month, moved in with us so we could take care of her. She's in perfectly good health, but my wife's a flight attendant for United. I travel 250 days a year, and we still own this home in Arizona that we rent out on vacation rental by owner. She books the rooms with people on our website via her phone. She opens and unlocks the door with an app that opens the security system and unlocks the door. 
She turns on the air conditioning and off the air conditioning and the lights with an app on her phone. She heats the pool, turns the heat off on the phone, on her app on her phone. Everything she does to manage this home for us, she all does remotely with an app. And it's because our house in Arizona, everything is connected to the internet. And we can manage this business remotely. So it's amazing what you can do with devices being connected. And when I was sitting up here on the panel, I mentioned to you, we're going to now start to digitize everything throughout the gym. So one of the things that I was thinking about when we were speaking earlier about the programming you guys are doing with these spaces, if you have spaces where you're trying to educate your members about things that they can do with the amenities that you have in your four walls, whether it be strength equipment or um, foam rollers, uh, whether it be EMS strength training devices, you can have an interaction point where they can tap their phone and pull up a video to learn how to use it aiding your staff and being able to educate your members about the things that they can do within your four walls. And the, the speed of technology is accelerating at faster and faster rates than ever before. I started using this graph a few years ago and I started looking at it last night and I realized I gotta get a new graph. There's way more stuff out than anything's on here. Self-driverless cars are old news, right? But the rate of change is gonna continue. And certainly we've talked a lot today, Olivia, about uh, artificial intelligence and you know, the robots are always the nice graphs but, or, or, or images to tell this story, but the reality is, is artificial intelligence is gonna start to inform almost everything that we do. And certainly business models are changing, okay? We talked about Peloton. We've talked about the growth of the boutiques. We've talked about self-serve models. How many of you sell memberships online? Wow. That is something you're going to have to face in the next couple of years. That is the new landscape for health clubs, selling memberships online. Okay? And for us as manufacturers, one of the things that we've realized is the, the development cycles for us for new technologies and new products are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. We used to see people buying cardiovascular equipment on term cycles of every five to seven years. And so we built the equipment to last that time frame from a durability standpoint. Now they're rotating it every three, sometimes two years. And we're finding that we're having a glut of used equipment on the market that's still perfectly functional if you wanted to maintain it, but they want the new technology to stay current and ahead of the competition. So you're gonna see a more rapid requirement for you to refresh your facilities with new concepts and new equipment. And then certainly we've got these generational factors to consider, right? Everybody talks about the millennials, right? Well, guess what? The millennials aren't even the issue anymore. It's Gen Z, right? It's everybody born since 1995. My daughter just turned 26 and she's old. Uh, she's the, the, the last of the millennials, right? So you really have to start to pay attention to these groups and what do they care about? They're very high tech, they're very high touch, they expect personalization, they want autonomy, they want variety, and they want efficiency. And yet, who would have thought a few years ago that people would be coming to us and paying us money to crawl through the mud and get electrocuted, right? 
I never saw that coming, but events, you know, fun runs, mutter runs, Spartan races, these are hugely successful events in our industry. And yet they're also interested in paint parties and midnight glow rides and yoga experiences on the beach and on the docks. We do a ton of events with spinning night glow rides where they put glow sticks on the cycles because they're looking for alternatives to just going out and getting smashed, right? They do want to have a healthy lifestyle. And yet they're interested in personalization. They want to be able to personalize their phone cases, their shoes, their <coughs> automobiles. So what is it? Who wants it? How do we deliver it? And yet, please don't forget about us, right? Those of us over 55 that we can't see the screen anymore, so when we take off our glasses to go work out, we don't want little teeny tiny print on the screens. I need a big screen with lots of big letters so I know what button to push, right? And let's face it, we want to feel young and fit, right? Fitness and aging anymore isn't necessarily about weight loss or looking good. I heard it said earlier. It's about being able to move. It's about being able to pick up the grandkids. It's about being able to move longer in life. So what are the trends that you're facing, right? We have omni-channel consumers in fitness these days, right? I started the industry 30 years ago, and we were talking about fitness facilities. And there was a lot of talk about one-on-one -on -one training. And then home equipment came into the realm, right? And oh my gosh, Billy Blanks came on the scene and we were selling DVDs like crazy. And people started working out outdoors. And now we're seeing boutiques and small group and cor corporate wellness. Video streaming is changing the industry. Fitness apps, virtual classes, virtual training, wearables, training systems, and fitness events. Just because they're consuming this stuff does not mean that they can't be a member of your club, right? They want to do both. It's like we were talking about with restaurants. I eat out almost in my entire life. And I eat in a variety of restaurants every day. Some very high-end, very nice experiences, and some are just about convenience and price of good quality food. And certainly we've discussed the bifurcation that is happening for most of you, where you're being squoze into the middle, right? We've got more and more facilities coming out with budget pricing models. We've got more and more facilities that are beginning to offer boutique type of experiences. So figuring out how you're gonna combat that and who you're gonna be is important. Budget clubs like Planet Fitness are extremely well branded. They know their consumer so well. Has anybody ever seen the lunk alarm that Planet Fitness does? I should have brought, uh, put the video in here, but basically their mantra is basically the place for everyone, right? No bodybuilding allowed. So if you're in a Planet Fitness and some big heavy guy, first of all, he can't be wearing a tank top and he's doing flies and he drops the double 200 pound dumbbells on the floor and he goes, a member is expected to go over and hit the alarm and there is literally an alarm that goes off in the club. And the manager is expected to come over and say, hey buddy, get out. And if they do it twice, they revoke their membership. It's serious. They want to make an environment that is open and inviting to new people in the industry. And certainly with studios, we see
CrossFit is, you know, a big name. Obviously, F45 is, is making a big name for themselves globally. They are marching across the United States right now. And it's because the barriers to entry for them to open a studio are so low, right? It's four walls, some pretty paint, and a, a few pieces of equipment, and some great staff, and you're printing money, right? And yet, boutiques are on a spectrum. There's the grit side, and there's the glamour side, right? And certainly, you're seeing all these different brands globally that are focused on experiences. Has anybody ever taken a Soul Cycle class? Would you say it's the best indoor cycling experience you've ever had from a biomechanics and an exercise standpoint? No, it's just a hell of a lot of fun, right? Oh my gosh, let's have fun in fitness. Yes, there's a place in the industry where it doesn't have to be biomechanically perfect, but it can be engaging and it can get people to come into the industry. And certainly we've talked about gamification and monitoring and data as a method of being able to track what people are doing. So what about the influence of wearables? We've all agreed it's the top of the list right now, right? But as was said, why do you think Google's going to buy these guys? Is it just to have the data? Who knows? There's a lot going on in medical in the United States because we don't have socialized medicine that Apple and Google are racing towards how they can help control the medical industry through their mobile devices. It's not about fitness. It's about medicine. So three areas to pay attention to. Facility design and branding. Okay. You may not think of this as an area of technological change, but I'm going to show you why in a moment. Data and insights, the internet of things, sensorizing and connecting everything. And then finally, scaling, automation, AI, AR, and VR. Okay? These are all technologies that are going to allow you to start to scale and automate. So let's talk about branding for a moment. When I started in the industry 20 years ago, and I was going to lay out your facility, actually 30 years ago, laying out your facility, I had to go photocopy a little diagram of each piece of strength equipment, and I would hand draw with a ruler what your room looked like, and then we'd play kind of like little cars moving around a racetrack, what does the room look like for your fitness equipment? I'd tape it all down, I'd photocopy it, and then I'd fax it to you. I know you guys, some of you in the room are like, what's a fax machine? <laughs> um, so then eventually we started doing CAD designs, and a lot of you might see this and say, hey, wow, that's in color. Last layout I saw was black and white, okay? But now we're moving to things like this. This is the norm, right? A 3D perspective. But we're also starting to do things through technology like this, where we can do actual So this is one of five, yes I said five, 
functional spaces that the University of Connecticut has in one building in the new uh, 100,000 square foot rec center that they built in Connecticut for their students. University rec centers is a huge business in the United States. And these guys want to be able to market these amenities to their students before they get to campus. But yet, now we're starting to see things like even VR experiences where you can put the goggles on and you can go see what these spaces look like before you even design them. And you can actually tap and change colors of walls and move things around and virtually design your spaces. So as you're thinking about your designs, as you're thinking about how you're going to rebuild your spaces or open new spaces, get involved with someone that can have access this technology to help you envision the product that you're going to deliver. And then once you deliver it, create a video about it, right? We said how important video is. This is one of the number one hits on our social media is when we do videos on of, of uh, spaces that we've created, right? They don't want to see photographs, they want to see videos. So this is actually a competitor that did this. video was filmed with a drone. So one of our staff members that specializes in the university space in the US is actually going out and getting his commercial pilot's license to fly drones to film videos for us. So I don't know what the laws are here in Australia, but there are many um, governments around the world that are starting to restrict the use of drones because they can be you know, a terrorist concern, a safety concern, a privacy concern, and these kinds of things. But they can be an amazing tool to help you document what you're doing. Let's say you take your, your, your members outdoors and you do an outdoor CrossFit class in the park. Wouldn't it be great to do a drone film of that and then post that on social media? You think that would give you some attention about you're a fun group to work with? So the next area is facility design, lighting, and um, wall treatments and self-serve. So, this again is a technological advancement because lighting is starting to become so inexpensive and so high efficiency with LED. So you can do a ton to treat your facilities with light and design. And rather than just having a blank wall painted white, get a mural for it, right? You can have imagery that helps you create a mood or a saying. And certainly we're seeing more and more spaces putting in self-serve screen technology to take classes when they're not being programmed by a live instructor, okay? And the lighting and the design, the treatments on the flooring, on the ceiling, are going from edgy industrial to high-end posh, but lighting is key to everything. I mean, look at the accent lighting. This looks like a standard weight room in most gyms, but all they did is, is they put a little faux brick on the wall and they did some blue up light accenting and it looks amazing, right? Look at this space. Does anybody follow a guy online named Coco Black? Yeah. Go to LinkedIn and, and put in Coco Black. 
Hey, I think he renamed himself Coco because he, did, he imagines himself as Coco Chanel, but he's a, he's a really interesting guy, and this is one of his faces, and what he said was, look, you can have a really amazing entrance, but then your fitness face, it doesn't have to be overdone. It can be something simple and, and clean and elegant. Or you can do something like this, right? Very nightclub-y, very edgy. You know, you can get really inexpensive, cool branding, lighting logos done for your facility. And certainly we're all starting to do more things these days with wraps, right? And wall murals. So we're starting to put branding on our equipment to brand schools and brand clubs and murals on walls and things. The technology to produce all these images and have them be able to adhere to things is getting very inexpensive. So last couple of things. Anybody know Pure Gym in the UK? These clubs are 100% self-service. You cannot get into the club if you don't buy a membership online. If you get to the club and you, you haven't bought a membership, they have an internet terminal where you can go buy it. And you have to get in a tube to go in the club because there's no staff at the front. Completely automated. Anybody heard of Jim Metrics? Rory out of the UK? So he's doing a lot of data analysis, looking at facilities like the University of Edinburgh, and he's using data to measure the utilization of their spaces. And they did a really interesting thing. They went in and looked at some cardio spaces they had, and they found that students were looking for more open space. So they took a bunch of cardio, and they put it around the edge of the room, and moved other cardio out to satellite dorm rooms. And each one of these spaces is a space for a single student, and they're coming with their phones, and they're watching their videos that they're following on YouTube of their favorite trainer, and they're doing their own routine. So space utilization is changing. Data is changing, right? We can give you data about your equipment that you can use to rotate that equipment. And as I said earlier, you can have the machines actually email our service technicians so that we know to come fix something before your members or your staff even tell you that it's broken. So it allows us to fix things faster. So lastly, how do you get started? Know your mission and your brand. Seek out subject matter experts in your marketplace that can give you insights on how to do these things. Innovate and partner. Find partners, new entrants into the space. Leverage the technology, create and follow best practices and processes, deliver transformational experiences, and be sure to onboard and train your staff well. So in closing, I'm gonna use a little pre-quarter marketing to round this out. This is an exciting club we did in Chicago, just to give you a look at what's new and how. athletic clubs, we built a business with sports resort facilities. We like to create an experience. In Chicago, our original club was Midtown Tennis Club, built by my father and grandfather in 1970. We decided to rebuild this, the world's largest health club. We wanted to create something that people have never seen before. As an industry, the boutique studios, boutique market, had more money last year than the fitness industry put together. We needed to compete with that, and the boutique studios are really all about the experience. For years, we really didn't do that much business with Precord. We were at the Ursa show. Precord has been, Rob Barker came over and took 
Italia Spotify, Netflix, etc. Single sign-off just serves all kinds of stuffs and that's a lot of it's a seamless member integration that's open source. We can set it up the way we want our members to experience it. We can advertise on screens and put our message in front of members with the pre-core city bikes that we had in the ride studio, we could not be happier. The instrument panel to feel the smooth ride their backwards. We're pretty good about it, we can be better than a lot of our competitors. The Amazon Sports connection and the opportunity to work with Amazon brand partners is one of the things that we got super excited about in the decision to go ahead with pre-core. We're going to be able to do integrated events because we want our members to have the best of everything. So the boutiques do. Create an experience. Well, we've built this club as a series of boutique studios. On top of that, we've got an incredible business space as well. I was at a different club, but I felt like Midtown's had way more to offer. I mean, they have every space I could ever want in one place. Some travels just have a weird feel or like they kind of slow you down, but the free card ones don't at all. I feel like flying. It's pretty incredible. From the cardio to the actual freeway to the plate loaded machines, I, I think just having all of that was pretty much uh, the most exciting piece for me. When it comes to record equipment, the ease of the motion, the aspects of the body that it's working, it just seems to be very comfortable and very smooth. It sounds a great club, we're really excited to see it finished off. The pre-core equipment I use is probably almost everything that's here. The fresh press, the incline, the decline, the Kleenex. It's really awesome because there's so many different options I can do with it. Pre-core came to us with just such an open and creative energy. They care and are interested in seeing us succeed. This is just the beginning. This club is going to change the face of the industry. This is why I want to buy a pre-course. <coughs> Thank you very much for your time. If you want to contact me, there's my email.